0: How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown,
1: short-handed for L.A., Score! Here is Goligosky, he gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy.
0: 3 for uh 4 kind of like it. And on the right-wing side, here is Topoli, <laughs> shoots, he scores! There's oh! oh! some swagger. Yeah, this is it, this is what we do. Battling through it, playing
1: the way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. So the Kings scared us a little bit, but now they've gotten back to winning. They just beat the Washington Capitals, which is always nice in general. They've got a little streak going with beating the Capitals in particular, but also it's getting down to crunch time. So uh, every win counts a lot. Um, How are you feeling now after kind of a roller coaster of the last week or so from the Kings?
0: I'm feeling better, I suppose, Um, because... I mean, a loss is a loss, and I know that now later in the season with them just kind of like clinging to that last wild card spot, um, it's a little precarious to not win games and get points. But like after the loss against the Blackhawks on Saturday, I just felt real bad about everything. So the fact that they eked out a win um, makes me pretty happy and a little bit more optimistic because uh, that one was just a really that was a tough loss. That was a tough loss of two points.
1: Yeah. We were on the All the Kingsmen podcast right after that Blackhawks game and talking about, like, just how amazingly the Kings gave up that game in, like, the last 10 minutes. Um, and it was really disappointing. And I think the scariest part of it was, like, please don't make this the next, like, streak of three or four losses.
0: Yeah. So it kind of felt like
1: a lot riding on this game against the Capitals. But luckily, they rose to the occasion. Um, they scored first, which was amazing. And, you know, then they pulled out a win. That was –
0: I guess that was my worry, too, is that we always hope that the Kings are going to bounce back. But for whatever reason, they just – in the past, the season have fallen into a deeper hole. But this this is not bad. So now I can look back at that and just think – okay, that was a lapse, they learned from what happened, and let's just all move on.
1: Absolutely. And I hope now that they put together a few more wins, because, like you mentioned, it's really tight. Like, they're in the wild card right now. They were in third, uh, like, when they lost that game to Chicago, but everything's so close. The wild card's close, the divisions are close. Um, The only thing that's not really that close is obviously Vegas is still ahead of everyone, but otherwise, like... It's going to be a fight, I think, pretty much through the very end of the season, and so the Kings need to stay on top of their game and really make sure they're bringing it and keeping the energy. And um, sometimes they look awesome, and then sometimes they have, you know, a meltdown where suddenly things turn around dramatically. So more of the good, please, and less of that weird lapse against Chicago.
0: Yeah, that was just like a bad avoidable temper tantrum. (laughs) You know, like I feel like that just started the unraveling of it all. And not to say that Joe Dowdy is completely to blame for all of it. Um, I mean, it was a bad, it was a bad penalty that led to goals, but the Kings also allowed four goals unanswered in the third period. Yeah, Um, And that can't all be placed on one person, but I do enjoy all of the comments that came afterwards uh, because you could tell that people were frustrated um, that that had happened because they were so close to just, like, having a nice, simple two points. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of, like, take. Eh, I was going to say taken away from them, but they, you know... <laughs> they gave did it, it to themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did it to themselves. So uh, I, I'm glad that it looks like they have calmed down a bit.
1: I think my favorite thing about sort of the... Comments afterwards were was actually Kopitar uh, mostly because I had noticed him during the game when Dowdy got was you know yeah. got the initial penalt- penalty and then was like screaming his head off or whatever where Kopitar had to go over and say something to him and then afterwards Kopitar was also like quote we'll address it it's about the team I think he obviously feels bad about it but he has taken a few this year so hopefully he doesn't do it anymore uh, just like that last bit of hopefully not. Another time after this uh, was kind of funny to me, just sort of the acknowledgement. They're Like, yeah, this is a problem. We got to do something. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Kind of this up in the air bit about it. But you can clear Like, clearly everybody has feelings about it, but they don't want to throw anybody under the, you know, teammates under the bus. They don't want to make it seem bigger than it is, even though it felt like a big deal at the time, especially. Like, it changed the complexion of the game. But still trying to stay measured, like watching the king kind of toe the line between emotion and keeping things in perspective is always fascinating to me. So Kopitar, I thought in that moment was like clearly trying his best. To to keep perspective.
0: It's kind of funny though, right? Because like this whole thing is stemming from the fact that Dowdy couldn't keep his emotions in check. So you don't want to, in turn, yeah, like uh, be out of control, get also. super emotional about yeah. something when it's like, what's done is done. It's happened, and you can talk about it, but like, it's over. Um, I kind of like Stephen's comment because he seemed super exasperated in the like quotes about it. <laughs> yeah. because he said, "Have we addressed it? Yes." And when a reporter asked to clarify, are you at liberty to share that process? He's, he said, you know what? Please. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Kyle Clifford, Andy Andrioff, who didn't play tonight, Kevin Gravel, who didn't play tonight, Andre Copetard, Drew Doughty, every one of those guys is important to this hockey team. And this team can have success if everybody, if everybody does everything in the best interest of the team. That's it. We have guys that play a lot more, guys that play, play less, but teams all believe in a common goal. Everything you do in a hockey game should have the best interest of the team. And like, I can hear his frustration, but it also kind of, I never thought about it before. I just thought of Drew Dowdy taking this bad penalty and it was bad for the team. But it's also kind of selfish, isn't it? Like, everyone is working extremely hard to make it to the playoffs. Like, there are guys on the team who have never won a cup and who have never been there, like a lot of the new guys. And Drew Dowdy has two cups, and an Olympic gold medal, and all of these things. And everyone has, like, John Stevens is right. Everyone has worked hard. Everyone wants the same goal, and everyone should be trying to do their best to help each other to do this thing. So Drew Dowdy doing his, like, own personal temper tantrum because, like, you guys called a bad penalty on me personally. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm sad that the team has a penalty. You can tell that he's mad that, like, they called that on him and, like, they should have known better or whatever. Right. And the whole team paid for it. And like that kind of put it into a different perspective. Um, so I got real angry when I read that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it all, it is just a game. It happened, whatever. Hopefully, Drew Daddy doesn't do that anymore. And he's had a talking to or has realized it himself and everyone can move on.
1: Like, as entertained as I am by watching people try to sort of straddle any line in post game comments it does also have that moment of like, I wish people could call it like it is because probably somebody should have been able to say, yeah, it was super selfish and he shouldn't do it again and hopefully he won't. But nobody can say it quite like that, which is probably better for the organization overall for them. But for me, (laughs) I would love some blunt honesty.
0: For entertainment purposes, see like hearing, I don't know, Who would say, hearing like Adrian Kempe be like, yo, that was selfish as hell, um, would be hilarious.
1: (laughs) I would have loved some people to uh, call him out like that. But luckily, I think most importantly for the team overall, they did respond really well. So including that game against Chicago at the time, like before this game against the Capitals tonight, they had allowed the game's first goal for seven consecutive games, which is nuts. Um, and they had been outscored 7-1 to in the first periods over the sp- over that span of time. And overall, they had been outscored 63-40 um, in first periods for this season, I believe, which is crazy. Um, the good news is that in the game against the Capitals, they were on top of things they kept things clean and neither team took a penalty in that first period which was amazing but also the Kings scored first and didn't allow a goal which is wonderful I mean they've got quite a ways to crawl back out of that like it was a minus 23 first period goal differential (laughs) they're still in that hole the worst in the league but at least we got a little bit of a reprieve the Kings came out the way they should have um and so that was nice
0: Yeah, I'll take the upward swing. That's fine. (laughs) Like, I know it's one game and it's not much of a, like, evidence that things have turned around, but I will take it. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Also, some good news. uh, I will just say that we, that Trevor Lewis told us personally, personally to our faces that he would be back soon. (laughs) And he did not lie because he is back and he came out in a great way, scored a goal, Big night for Trevor Lewis. We're very happy. I'm feeling wonderful.
0: So when... <laughs> so we were at Tippa King when this question was posed, and he said he would come back soon to our faces. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly thought... I was like, that sounds like it is a cop-out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's probably just his media training kicking. And he's like, yeah, I'll be back soon. Like, obviously... I guess it was, like, kind of win-win either way. Um, Yeah. Like, he wasn't really going to say anything else. He's like, oh, I'm out for
1: the season. I mean, it's not really his call anyway, but... Yeah.
0: But I'm glad that at least it feels like he was just super open and truthful with us. (laughs) And when he said soon, he meant the next game. (laughs) And he, like, gifted us with a goal. Yeah. And it makes me so happy because we've been rooting this entire season for him to get 20 goals... And we were really worried that it wouldn't happen because um, he was injured. And now, (laughs) ooh, I'm still going to say it could happen. It is not outside. It's not entirely outside the realm of possibility that it could happen. Um, Is it likely? Uh, We'll see. But this is a step, a goal in the right direction.
1: It's like a nice... I don't know. It was just nice because I think in general, like he has already exceeded his career high in goal total. So now he's 14. Every like bit more than this is just gravy. And so if he were to even if he even like fell one goal short of 20, I'd be like, oh man, that's a bummer. But I'd be like, wow, he got so close. I don't know if I really thought that was going to (laughs) happen. It would be wonderful. And he's like on top of the, uh, the goal high. He has now also officially tied his career points, like highest number of points that he's gotten in a single season. So anything else that he adds beyond this is just more great news for Trevor Lewis. Um, And I love that strangely he's having this for him breakout season, what seems like, you know, kind of late in his career. (laughs) Um, He's been a (laughs) pro for a while, but here he is surprising people still. Um,
0: I also love the goal that he scored against the Capitals. It was like such a him goal (laughs) um, because it was it was like he tried hard and it paid off. You know, it was on his third rebound or the second rebound, I guess the third attempt um, that he scored a goal. And like, that's what he does. Right. He just like works hard and he does his best. And this time it paid off. Uh, And it just it makes me very happy. Like I grinned maybe too big um, (laughs) when he scored.
1: You can never be too excited for Trevor Lewis.
0: Because it's one of those narratives that you always want, right? Like, when Jeff Carter came back from an injury, all you wanted for him was to score a goal in his first game. Like, whenever anything like that happens, you wish that they could just get right back into it, and score a goal um, in their first game back. And I, you know, in my heart of hearts, really wish that for Trevor Lewis, but I was also very skeptical (laughs) that it was going to happen. But I'm glad to be proven extremely wrong.
1: I have this thing with Kings players in general, and I think it's because in, in my head, like, they're not the slowest team in the world, but they I don't think of them as a fast team. So anytime I see them kind of needing to outskate an opponent or something, there's always this part of me that's like, don't get too excited. They might not make it there. <laughs> um, but in the last few games, like we've had moments where You know, guys clearly get open. It's not like they don't get breakaways, but still part of me is always a little surprised and a little like anxious, like, oh, man, could they really make something happen? So when he shot and like it was saved and I was like, oh, he got his rebound and that was saved. I was like, "Okay, all right. But it happened so quickly that I was like, I don't know if I should still feel hopeful, but I do. And then it was in and I was like, this is so rewarding. I feel so happy for Trevor Lewis. It was just in really great. In those
0: little splits, in those little split seconds, so many emotions just flash <laughs> yeah. through your like heart. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I
1: I just I live on the edge <laughs> when it comes to goal scoring, I guess. And Kings players, it still feels weirdly surprising every time. I don't know, um, but it was great. And then the other thing too that's cool about Lewis is we're not the only ones who are sort of. I guess, awed by him and uh, kind of of proud probably for the other guys who've played a lot with him. But an interesting thing that after the game against the Capitals tonight, Nate Thompson did the interview on Fox Sports Live, and he said – when asked, like, what were your impressions of the guys in the locker room, like being in the locker room? Because he's played against the Kings, obviously, and he lives in Southern California, so he skated with other players who stay in California, which uh, in Southern California, which includes a number of the Kings, so he's been around them, but. When he was talking about kind of his observations of being actually on the team now, he said that he thinks Trevor Lewis, like it was great to get him back, and you know when you actually play with him, you realize how he's kind of underrated in the league, which is amazing to hear. That you know people come in and are like, "Oh, like Trevor Lewis, does, Trevor Lewis does a lot for this team." He does. It's amazing.
0: There's a reason he's one unsung hero as voted by his fellow teammates. However many years running, right. Now. And
1: I'm, yeah, I'm just glad people are taking notice. An interesting sort of tangent off of that, in the last couple of weeks, and I think it's not unfair, but an interesting note is, speaking of that unsung hero element, Alex Iafalo has been getting some attention for his efforts, being the kind of person who plays, I think sometimes it's very similar to Lewis, and like never gives up on a play, is always trying his best to sort of uh, clean up things defensively and... Um, if there if like he made a crazy save in one game and then he got his own rebound in another, you know, intercepted a Duncan Keith shot in the Chicago game and then scored an excellent goal. Um, he has had a nice little tear and people are kind of like, Oh, do we have a second Trevor Lewis on this team? That's amazing. How are you feeling about Ayafala lately?
0: I'm feeling great. Um the fact that he's done so well, I mean, before this caps game he had scored three goals in two games, which is kind of crazy for a new guy um and quite excellent ones too. Two of those goals were unassisted mm-hmm. uh and yeah, he just he works very hard and you can see it. you can see that he's taking the opportunity that he's been given and really um going at like taking it to its full potential and that's awesome to see because we haven't had. Um, an opportunity very much recently to see like young guys really develop just because the Kings have always liked to bring in veteran guys or trade away, um, any sort of like younger pieces that the Kings have had. So it's nice seeing him sort of develop and become more comfortable with everything, everyone and like really truly find his footing on the Kings, and I also love that he is an American. Yes. Um, I'm gonna throw that one out there, just like Trevor Lewis. And yeah, I'm
1: very excited to see uh, how much more he progresses. I think the other thing about Ayafalo that I, not that I forgot, but at the same time, I feel so used to him on this Kings team that sometimes lately I forget that, oh, this is still his first season in the NHL, and he was signed by the Kings. It's not like they drafted him, so they, you know, see this guy, feel like, all right, that could be a fit for us. Let's bring him in. And I think he's pretty much met every challenge that they've set for him so far. And it took a while for him to really get on the score sheet. But now he is. Like, he's had a little bit of a tear lately, too, which is great. Um, You can tell that Andre Kopitar and Dustin Brown feel confident in him. They let him do what he's going to do on the ice. They don't seem to, like, rush to his aid a ton. He's managed to stay on the line with them for – large chunks of the season which seems like crazy like your first season in the league and you're a staple next to Andre Kopitar like that is amazing <laughs> and um we've seen it all all season from Alex I follow and he seems super comfortable which is just like wild but really cool at the same time
0: yeah I can only imagine that like This this only goes up, right? This only gets better. I hope so. (laughs) So uh, in that, like, I'm I'm very impressed with what he's doing now, and he's obviously doing great things for the team, especially since the Kings really need as many goals as they can, um, as many like chances as they can. Since you know, he never gives up; he keeps trying, um, so that they can get into the playoffs. But I'm just like, what else can he do? Like, I like the sort of excitement of knowing that this fingers crossed, probably isn't it for him, you know, in terms yeah. of, like, growth and his potential, and I'm very, I mean, we're focused on the season now, but I'm also excited to see how much more he can do with, like, more time and being being a veteran player of the NHL. I
1: think even though, like, making a Stanley Cup run is always very exciting and something that I want, even more than that the run itself, because it's not like, I don't think anybody feels like the Kings are guaranteed to win if they make it in this season. So I think almost with that uncertainty, I kind of look ahead to the stuff that I can be sure about, which is like, Whether No matter what happens, I want them to make it into the playoffs so that the guys that haven't been in the Stanley Cup playoffs get that experience because so many of them have been so exciting and so promising that I can just imagine how having that experience in that environment will just enhance their play next season, Um, and that includes someone like Aya Fallo and it's it just makes me so stoked thinking about it.
0: It's it's just nice to having new blood, you know? Like every year, I think we've started well like since we've done this, we've started the the podcast or started the season being like, well, it's mostly the same team right, with right. A, like a few additions, but they're not new players, they're just old guys from elsewhere, from like other Canadian cities or whatever. Right. Uh so It's nice to see people develop because I remember how excited we were when uh, Taylor Toffoli and Tanner Pearson really got their chance to like play in the playoffs and then continue onwards. And it's exciting to see uh, seeing burgeoning new talent like unfold before your eyes uh, is just kind of a very wonderful thing. And I'm glad that we get the chance to do that with um, a ton of new players that are on the Kings team right
1: now. It's so good. On a sappy note, just for a second before we move on from Ayafalo, he had, like, he was asked about, like, how he feels playing with Kobitar and Brown, and he had this quote that was like, um, quote, it gives, yeah, it definitely gives me a boost. Everybody's great on this team, and I feel like any combination can click pretty well, but yeah, when I came back, something just kind of clicked in my head, and playing with those guys makes you better every shift in every game, I loved that. And then I loved when he did score in the game against Chicago after, like there was this just beautiful moment of like Dustin Brown hugged him. And then Ajay Kopitar kind of comes in and also sort of crushes against Alexa Falo. And it was just really heartwarming <laughs> with this quote in mind, just like how well they get along and how clearly they enjoy watching him succeed too. Um, it was just very pure. And I'm all about that. <laughs>
0: It's like when your older brothers who have, like, poked fun at you your entire life, you do something good or you accomplish something, and they come up and they're, like, actually really proud of you. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, a really wholesome moment. It just, like, looks very kind. Because he had such big smiles, you know? It was wonderful. Everyone had such big smiles. Uh, everyone was so proud. It was so nice. I
1: love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love friendship and teamwork. It's great. So, yeah. Um, and then the game, you know, did it something else. But for a while, it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crazy thing, too, I guess we can talk a little bit about Tippa King now, just because regardless of like their comments after the way that that game ended or whatever, it was amazing to me that they were they all seemed very pleasant <laughs> at Tippa King, despite what went down in Staples Center not, you know, uh, too long before the event started.
0: Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised about that too. Everyone said that everyone well, and we saw it too. Everyone was in great spirits, including, you know, Drew Doughty who probably would have gotten the most flack from people. Um either he was very gracious about it. Um a stark difference from how he <laughs> reacted <laughs> to the the penalty that was called on him. Um But yeah, every, everyone seems so happy. And, it's like, everyone was joking around and all smiles and, like, super relaxed. And it was a great time.
1: We went to say hi to Dustin Brown. And, like, he was very – like, he he just seems like a great person in general. But I was kind of impressed. Like, they were so present in the event that, like – we went up, met him, took a little picture, and, like, as we were walking away, Dustin Brown was like, oh, have a great rest of your day. And I'm, I am a person who has done nothing for the, the whole day, was just still like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, interacting like a human being, clearly not still thinking about what just happened to the team. I mean, they play games all the time, so they're used to it, but it's still just always kind of amazing <laughs> how quickly they can flip it when, you know, when they need to. And they just move on. It's something they're really good at. <laughs>
0: It's still also very impressive. Like, there are, you can see the swaths of fans that are just like in line waiting to talk to you. Yeah. It is a never ending (laughs) line, it never stops. So, the fact that he had already, like, we weren't the first people to get to him by any means. Yeah, not at all. So, he had already signed. A bunch of stuff and like met a ton of people and by the the time we got there he was like super nice about taking a picture with us and then like had a nice thing to be like oh like have a good day like enjoy the rest of the the, like tipping or whatever like really you're still putting this much effort (laughs) being so nice when you can see that there are just like another hundred people in line and another hundred more are gonna get in right behind them um it was just. It was very. It was very cute. Everyone was very cute. Yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody's. You know, we we talked to most of them, and everybody was just very gracious, and that's that was awesome. I appreciated that. Go to Tippa King if you can. You know, just a little plug there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun just to sort of also see everyone joking around, like the big guys, like Quick and Foley and Carter and. Kopitar and, you know, they were doing their signings alone, which makes sense. But, you know, a lot of the sort of like smaller guys, second, third, fourth line guys um, were paired up with another person. And it was fun seeing them like joke around with each other, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're uh, they're clearly I don't know. I don't want to say loose, like looser, but it just feels a little more inviting friendly but it, but that like implies that it wasn't in the past something feels different and it's like it's better and i can't even quite put my finger on it but you can just tell like everybody is extremely chill <laughs> this season which is great
0: i just feel like they don't have to hide their affection for each other yeah you know like they they don't o- like they don't only have to appreciate the other their teammates for being great players I don't know. I just feels like it's more acceptable, like, within, you know, like, the coaching staff and things like that, to be like, oh, yeah, of course you guys are friends. Hang out, you know, make jokes, be relaxed with each other. It's not that big of a deal. You don't have to be so, like, one-minded about everything and just, like, hockey, 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 win all the time. Um, not that that shouldn't, like, not that they shouldn't think about winning, but, you know, a little less... Uh, Overbearing pressure.
1: Yeah, I think I wonder too if that's just sort of like the vibe is always going to be more tense and weird when you can kind of sense that like if things don't get put back on track, there are going to be changes. And now they're on the opposite side of that. Like the changes have already happened. So if that kind of alleviates some of the weirdness this season, they're just like. Things are different. We don't entirely know what's going to happen, so let's yeah. just roll with it. <laughs> um, That's true. They
0: don't. They don't have like the benchmark of like, well, this is the same basic group that was here right. and we won two cups. So, what comes next is for us to win more. Uh, now it's like, well, everything's changed. So who knows? There's no sort of real expectation. Yeah. Not you know, obviously not that they can just throw everything away, but there's not. There's not
1: like a direct comparison anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. So that's cool. But yeah, and it was it was nice. It was a good atmosphere. We had a good time. Um they were hanging out with each other afterwards, a lot of them, so you can tell they like each other. <laughs> it's it's cool. Yeah. It was good. So, looking to Well, actually no, before we move on from these guys cuz there was like a there's some good news about the King's future, but a cool thing that I am I'm a, I'm always just like grateful when people remember the King's but anyway, so the NHLPA did their player poll. They asked them a bunch of questions, um, and the players talk about the most difficult players to play against, things of that nature. And I was surprised and delighted that the Kings came up a few times. Um, for instance, most difficult goalie to score on, Jonathan Quick, came in second. <laughs> uh, Carrie Price was first. I would not have expected that, but also extremely cool. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to look at this at all?
0: I did get to see that. Um, and Kopitar came up as like a difficult forward to play against or just like a difficult player. Yeah. To play against. I was delighted. I think like the Staples Center came up maybe like fourth or something like that. I don't have it in front of me. Fourth or something like that in terms of like places to play. Um,
1: which is wild. <laughs> which lying. is crazy.
0: It like makes me very happy. To know that people like playing at the Staples Center, and I also liked knowing that, uh, for the most part, everyone thought that the Honda Center had shitty ice. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was just nice for me. Yeah. Uh, and then the San Jose Sharks were just forgotten. Yeah. No way In, to be I think, bound. any of the categories. So... <laughs> I mean...
1: Uh, Best results. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Staples Center is fourth and favorite rink to play in, which is, like, amazing. Because I, I especially think that's wild, too, because I feel like uh, beat reporters and stuff will complain about, like, the warm-up music. <laughs> People have very like intense opinions about the amount of electronic like music played in Staples oh, be-
0: Center because we have a straight up DJ <laughs> yeah. that's in the in the audience like a live DJ doing all of these things. Right? It's it's LA. Like I don't know what more you, what you would expect
1: or like people talk about. Like, on TV, like, you can really... I mean, in no shade to any of that. Like, I think it's awesome the atmosphere some of these arenas have, where you can just hear fans, like, screaming all the time. But Los Angeles gets some flack because, A, the building is not really built in a way that maximizes sound that way, but also the vibe is just different from some more raucous places, um, which doesn't mean that Kings fans don't get excited, but it's just not always in the same way as, as you know, places that come across as, like, insane, especially on television. Um So it's nice that, like, even though Staples Center or Los Angeles gets some of that criticism, that the players are like, LA is dope. (laughs) Because it is. Agree.
0: Once again, we just love when... I mean, we like it when California hockey comes up. We like it when Southern California hockey comes up. But most importantly, we like it when people like LA. Yeah.
1: The biggest win is that clearly Los Angeles, both the Kings team and also the place, is the superior place in the state of California.
0: Ooh, side note. So we went to the Blackhawks game, and I guess I haven't really paid attention to, or have always been late to <laughs> games that I've seen this season. So they have um, like the uh, the like intro video, I guess. And at some point during the video, they flash like a bunch of cities in like the Southern California area mm-hmm. to be like, you know, we, we are all Kings fans. And I was very pleased to see Santa Barbara in there. Um, I would like to say, like, very, it's not, it's not gonna be a San Jose place, we're very far away, but, I don't know, it just always seems so far that it would be forgotten. Yeah. Or it wouldn't be thought of as, like, sort of that surrounding area. So, anyways, total side note, that pleased me very much.
1: Don't they, I mean, I don't really remember, but doesn't the high school league extend to some Santa Barbara teams? Okay, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, the Santa Barbara uh, Royals have won the last two seasons, okay. I believe. Like they definitely won the inaugural season, and they do a bunch of stuff at the at Ice and Paradise uh, in like a portion of Santa Barbara, it's in uh, and they have like the Stanley Cup here and like the whole big thing. But I just always forget about it. Yeah, I <laughs> like I forget like that it's close enough for people to think that totally it's all connected. No,
1: that that makes sense. I was just thinking because that made me think like clearly the. I think it's cool that the Kings are making an effort to basically claim Santa Barbara. Like, nobody else take it. This one's ours. (laughs) This is part of the Los Angeles fan, you know, sphere, Um, which is cool. Yeah, claim more territory.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, so this is another very California-specific thing. So I grew up in Southern California, and uh, I remember when going away to college, people were like, oh, what constitutes this? I don't know. People have... uh, conversations about what constitutes as NorCal and SoCal mm-hmm. and, like, where that line is. Right, right, right. So, like, some ta- for some people, Santa Barbara is included in the Northern California side, and I consider it on Southern California. Anyways, this is just, like, a very me-specific... <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, <it> <laughs> <laughs> Um ...observation about, like, which... Which part of California claims which place? I will say that when the Sharks made it to the playoffs,
1: there were a lot of Sharks fans here, and it was very annoying. Mm, That's rude. Those people need to get it together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not into it.
1: They're in Kings territory. I mean, I think it's official at this point, so. Yep. (laughs) Also, just because you mentioned uh, the Blackhawks being at that game, I noticed that in this poll thing that their fans are named, like, among the players considered the best fans in the NHL. And I just want to say, I deeply disagree. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Second place, I believe, was Nashville, and I would allow that. But Chicago, no, I'm sorry, they're not. I don't like being in the same building with them at all.
0: Well, I will say that when we did see the game, we saw like a headdress um, on a Blackhawks fan, which was not cool. Also,
1: they always, like, during the anthem, will, like, scream out stuff about the Blackhawks. And it's like, I'm sorry, we're not in Chicago. Can you stop doing whatever thing you think is great there, but that I have always thought is kind of whack? Just don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, This is Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, like, I get that that's your thing. Do that. Have that be your, like, Madhouse on Madison thing and scream and holler during the, uh, the national anthem. We don't do that here. We let Pia Toscano sing her heart out. And we, you know, cheer at the appropriate moments, (laughs) being all of the like the high
1: notes. Yeah. And also when they cut to the championship flags, like that's that's when you lose your mind. So cool. But a little bit of a disagreement on that for me. (laughs) In other news, the Kings have something to look forward to. And uh, that something is actually a young man named Gabe Velarde. They officially signed him to his three-year entry-level contract, which is great. And of course, we've all heard a little bit about him. Basically, just that he's good. I mean, the only real criticism of him was that he had a little bit of an issue with skating and it wasn't even just like he it wasn't even super bad. It was just like if he has a weakness, it's probably his skating. But that's not something, you know, that is new to Kings fans or to their development staff. So he'll work with coaches, get the legs stronger, be better on his edges. If
0: Tyler Stefoli could fix his skating. Yeah, nobody even you know, that was his that was his thing. And now I don't think anyone yeah, really nobody says Nobody it talks about
1: him. it. Tyler Tefoli's good. <laughs> so Gabe Villardi will be fine and other than that, apparently he is just wrecking it <laughs> in junior. So, um yeah, I'm I'm extremely stoked for what this can mean for the Kings as soon as next season.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he was injured for a lot of, like the first half of the season, right? I think so. So yeah. it 27 games played, he's scored 18 goals and 32 assists for
1: 50 points. Okay, dude. (laughs) Like, nice. Um, That ain't bad. I think, like, and he was the one, too. Like, he was traded this season, and the coach was straight up like, I don't make this trade if I think he's in the OHL next year. (laughs) So... I think everybody at the junior level has good reason to believe that he will crack the LA Kings roster next fall. Because I don't, I think he's in that weird place with his age where he couldn't go to the AHL yet. I, I think that's the case. I would have to double check. Yeah, it
0: was something about like if he goes to the AHL, then a year off of his like he gets a year off of his like entry level contract or something. Like that, which I don't personally understand. I mean, like I just don't understand the intricacies of moving around in the like the minor leagues. Yeah, it's Congress that weird stuff, like it's something NHL like
1: thing that always yeah. comes into play. So basically, the goal is for him to make the NHL roster if he's going to play pro. And it seems like in the past, I feel like both kings, like all kings fans, would be like, "That seems like a pretty hard sell for this team. <laughs> they don't let too many like brand new people on it." But we've seen a change in the culture this season, and this kid is apparently really great. So why not? Could be seeing Gabe on the team.
0: I like new meat. Yeah, <laughs> I like seeing and analyzing new guys. Um, I think this will be great.
1: He apparently is like really, he's just really smart about hockey too. And I always love to see somebody who's a little bit of a strategist on the ice. So I would, I can't wait to see how that fits in um, with the other players. And yeah, I don't know. It's, I feel like the Kings have done, I've spent so much time having to find pieces of gold in like later rounds and making it work that it's interesting to have. um, I I mean, Kempe was like a a high pick, right? So a pretty high pick. So Guys like that, and now, like, Velarde starting to get that little bit of, all right, they have some genuine, like, first-round type of dudes coming in. Um, let's see what they can do. It's great to have that little bit of anticipation that I'm kind of – that I had gotten used to not really thinking about in the same way um, in in some of the recent years.
0: Well, yeah, because we could always just go to sleep during the first round <laughs> right, of the draft yeah. because the Kings had already traded away. <laughs> yeah. So – it did not matter, <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, it's it's nice to see how this will progress because I guess we've just never seen yeah. it before. Yeah,
1: it's exciting. So more stuff
0: to look forward to. And also, I'm excited about his like hockey IQ. I love seeing that how that translates mm-hmm. um, to from like the the minor leagues into the NHL because sometimes it works out and sometimes it, you can tell that they're overthinking it a little bit and make a few missteps because they're thinking too hard yeah. about. You know what to do, and the game's a little bit faster uh, in the NHL, so it kind of catches them off guard a little. But uh, to watch them adjust, it's it's a very uh, interesting thing to
1: see how they adapt to their new uh, playing. Totally, crowd. I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun. So yeah, some more excitement for next season when the guys who are already fun come back. You know, better, and we've got a fresh person, at least one fresh guy <laughs> who has. Um, some great expectations attached to them. It'll be a good time. Um, is there anything else about the Kings on your mind before we kind of flip to talking about other teams for a second?
0: Nope. I am just excited that they bounced back from that pretty devastating loss, oh, same um, or frustrating one, um, I guess, uh, against a good team too. Um, so uh, yeah, I just just more of that essentially, like the. the the games really, really count now. It is too close to make stupid mistakes mm-hmm. like getting a dumb, unsportsmanlike uh, conduct. Penalty. Yeah. So as long as the Kings can keep their head together, I will be I will be happy with Stay that. Stay on track. Um, and also, Trevor Lewis, do your thing. Please.
1: Come on, Trevor. We need more goals. Yeah, that's basically how I feel as well. A couple of quick things. This one's, you know, from a few days old now, but it was really cute. Um, I guess you're the skater. You talk about Jeff Skinner.
0: Um, yeah, I guess the Carolina Hurricanes did this uh, behind-the-scenes sort of piece. Long story short, Jeff Skinner can still do a single axle um, in hockey skates, no less. And his form is fantastic. And I am just utterly impressed and charmed by that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. It was delightful. And I liked that on like when people shared it on Twitter, there were... Like Olympic figure skaters being like, "Yeah, that's great! Like, good job, like, <laughs> well done." I'm like, "Oh, how I nice. mean,
1: he he did do figure skating for a while. <laughs> he was yeah. committed for a little while, um, but yeah, it's dope that he still has that and, and he still uses it on the ice. Like, you can just tell like he's such a good skater. He
0: he can get out of hits pretty easily mm-hmm.
1: just because he'll do
0: a weird turn that people don't expect." Yeah. Um, just because he's used to or like little like jumps around. I find that delightful and every time I see it i'm'm I'm, I'm
1: always kind of surprised that more let I, me I guess or maybe people just don't talk about it, but like that more players don't at least take some do some kind of skating work with people who do figure skating and get used to that because there could be some benefits to it. I don't know, I wonder if that is a thing people will pick up more. It would be interesting.
0: I don't know. That sounds like it's going to be the start of a a cutting-edge scenario. Uh, Like a a
1: real (laughs) meeky between some folks. They reboot everything else. Let's give us an updated cutting-edge scenario. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. I would love that. (laughs) I would be extremely down for it. Aside from specifically just skating, someone who's been playing extremely well, Taylor Hall just had a 26-game point streak snapped. But he's still, I mean, 26 games, that's crazy. Tied for the fifth longest streak in the last 30 years. And this has become, like, one of his most productive seasons. And with, you know, 15-ish games left, he could best all of his career numbers. So far, he's got a career-high 30 goals. And he is only six points away from a career-best 80 points. Um, So that would be incredible and I, we've already talked to this season about how like we both dig watching him and I know I'm deaf like I cannot wait to watch Taylor all play in the playoffs I've ugh, ugh, it's been so long um and so it's cool to him to like have this he made this comment he's made a few comments but one of the comments that he's made recently was that like it he it was hard to kind of enjoy when he would have crazy you know career year seasons in terms of individual points, because he was still playing on teams that weren't doing anything, um, of course, with the Oilers. So it's it's cool to see him have this kind of impact on a team that it really makes a difference for in terms of standings and in a way that's lasting. Um, it's It's dope. How sad is that,
0: though, to, like, go through all of these milestones or things that should be genuinely happy, and I'm sure he was, but to know that ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah, that
1: has to suck. (laughs) And To be like, I'm trying so hard and I'm... That's so demoralizing,
0: (laughs) like, to know that you tried so hard, it's your best season that you've ever had, and you're, and, like, the team that you play for, no one else has been playing up to, you know, your standard, I suppose, and so you are at the bottom of the entirety of, like, the league. Mm -hmm. uh and not like not just a few points away or anything like that just like garbage yeah
1: the basement
0: (laughs) the basement uh and i am so glad that he can like you know i'm helping like i'm really doing things like helping the team make it to the playoffs and to be productive i'm so happy for him i was delighted when he was having his streak i also think it's hilarious how this trade has shaken out. Yeah.
1: I think also the thing about Taylor Hall, too, is he is actually one of the more candid players in the league. He was asked basically about the Oilers now and how they've kind of had this two-steps-back season and they're playing really poorly. And he was asked if he feels – I don't even know how it was originally phrased, but basically like – does it feel good to see them fail? And, or does he watch the games to kind of, you know, relish <laughs> their failure? And he basically was like, mm, not anymore. <laughs> so heavily implying that, yes, at one point, he last season, he was definitely checking in and just like hoping for them to do badly. And of course, they had a really great season where they made the playoffs and went a couple rounds um and now they're back down to earth and he's doing really well and he was like no i i've you know now I, now he just kind of feels bad <laughs> he's like he's it's he had the last season to have weird feelings about it now it kind of feels bad he says he doesn't even feel uh vindicated they were like asking you know he's doing really well and obviously he was traded so does that make him feel some type of way <laughs> um and he says quote I don't know if indicated is the right word. I always wanted to play on a playoff team. I've always wanted to be on a winning team, a successful team. For whatever reason, it didn't happen in Edmonton. More so, I'm happy to be in a situation. I'm happy to be in a playoff race spotlight. That's a fun place to be for me after not that, experiencing that for most of my career. So, Taylor Hall implies, you know, basically says, I felt shady in the past, but Right now, I'm just enjoying life, which is nice.
0: I just liked that he is like, oh, I don't, you know, watch them in like a vindication way anymore. anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that they broke up and, you know, the first year, maybe you'll like check out your ex's Instagram <laughs> right. or Facebook or whatever. See how they are. See how you shake up next to them. Like, are they seeing someone else? Are they doing better than you? And now that you're doing okay, you're like, oh, I don't even think about you Right, right.
1: (laughs) I'm over it now.
0: Whatever. I'm over
1: it. (laughs) But I'm happy for him, too, and also happy for myself, because it means I will get to watch him play in the playoffs, which is important to me. I want to see,
0: like, if he's different. I I, I have to imagine he just, like, puts even more of himself
1: into it and, like, does amazingly. But I don't know. No one Exactly. I mean, he's already so good that I just, it just seems like it has the the potential to be so exciting. Um, And I hope it pans out that way. I hope he does really well. I mean, it's especially easy for us to say that because, you know, Taylor Hall plays in a different conference now. So, please, do as much damage as you would like.
0: Yeah, I like it when all of my favorite other players play
1: in the Eastern Conference. It makes things just, like, a lot easier. Just don't be in the West. Thank you.
0: Um, Yeah, so... Like, we'll, we'll we'll run across the, uh, like the Western or like the conference finals or like the Stanley Cup finals or something when we get right. to it. But for now, <laughs> we're never going to have to really worry about it. So,
1: um, all right. I guess, I guess that's pretty much all that I have, I think. Anything else on your mind?
0: Nope. I just want the Kings to continue doing what they're doing. Um, I am excited to maybe see Taylor Hall next week. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Uh, live and in person. Uh, but no, mostly Kings, just keep doing what you're doing, keep everything together, um, and get some more wins. Please. I, I would like for them to like just solidly get a place in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be so tough. But it would be amazing if they could just somehow put together a streak to end the season and just really cement it early, please. <laughs> that would be Yeah, horrible. and then also
0: have like the Ducks and the Sharks do very poorly. Yes.
1: Come on. Come on. <laughs> Give us this.
0: That's not too much to ask
1: for, right? (laughs) I think it's extremely doable. Um, Yeah, so that is, I think, pretty much all we got. You know how to find us. We are at ThanksBud on Twitter. You can email us, trip at thanksbud.com. Otherwise, we will catch you next week. And uh, in the meantime, be good to each other. Take care of yourselves. And we'll talk to you later, friends. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.